everybody, my name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to another fun-filled, exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio. Joining me tonight are Ahuka and Briar Brown. Uh, Briar's kind of busy in the house, so he'll be just listening along. So, Kevin, how's it going? How are you today? Oh, just great. Couldn't be better. Well, I'm very glad to hear that. And in fact, I'm very glad that you're on because I have a very, very special task for you. Ah, let me guess. You want me to read the new hosts? Yeah, there's not a lot of point. I'm going to butcher the name sooner or later. But uh... <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, the new hosts this month, which, and, you know, we're very, very happy uh, to have new people joining us and vitality of Public Radio up there. So this month we're welcoming Stitch, Matt McGraw, Ian Neuer, Lane Deer, and Riley Gelwicks. That is just awesome. And... Um, just as a by the by, we have this month hit our 200th host who has contributed. So 200 different people have contributed to Hacker Public Radio. That is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So as we normally do, we're going to kick off with a rundown of uh, shows from the previous month. So we, um, since we've moved to this, uh, have no idea when we're going to post it out. We're just confining. HPR Community News to the shows that were released in the month that we were, uh, that's in discussion. So we dropped off last week, as, uh, last month, sorry, at 13.06, which was Freedom Follow-Up by Cre- uh, Christopher M. Hobbs. And that was a, a pretty cool show. Um, he apparently got quite a lot of feedback on his move to um, Software Freedom and has liberated himself. So that's uh, all good news. His uh, email address is uh, stf.org, which is another uh, site that I recently uh, got a permanent subscription there, started using a little bit more often. The following uh, day was 1307 What's in My Bag by Asiptir. Would that be right, Kevin? Go again. Asiptir? Yep, that'd be right. And this is one very organized bag, it has to be said. Um, this month there were a lot of these because we were in desperate need of shows, but I think it's, it is, it's been a very interesting uh, topic for me because there hasn't been one of these where I thought, what are they talking about? And you Google it and you go, oh, I really absolutely must get one of these things. I'm really enjoying it, but it did occur to me as I was listening out as a challenge to various hosts out there. They're all talking about what's in the bag. I'd like to know what's the best bag to get. That's a good point, actually. I've covered. I've done one of these. It's in the backup queue as well, uh, and uh, I I find it a very difficult thing to buy a bag because it's it's one of the things you need to kind of touch and feel, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm looking for some ideas because my guess is that a really good bag is not cheap. Well, I but I wouldn't a, want to spend a lot of money on a bag that I ended up not liking. Yeah, I know what you mean. I have a uh, you know a, a Taros bag now or whatever you call it. Targus bag. Targus bag, yes. Targus, yeah. And, and prior to that, I had like a cheap uh, 29 buck um, model from, um, you know, the Media Mart, which is, I suppose, you know, Walmart or something equivalent. And I loved the other bag. It was, it was just perfect. This one is horrible, falls over, just is uncomfortable. It's just not a cool bag at all. Yeah, I think that whatever I'm looking for, probably one of the it has uh, like a. You're cutting out, Kevin. You're cutting out for me at least. All right, is that any better? Yeah, that's better. 
Okay, I just moved the microphone closer to my. Uh, I, you know, I'm thinking I'd like one that probably has a battery of some sort that uh, I could recharge my devices. Okay, actually, this is a good topic. Yes, people should uh, should do the yeah. send in uh, uh, recommendations. Right, do, do it for me if for no other reason. <laughs> Not Remind too egotistical. No, not at all. Remind me at the end to uh, add this to the uh, to the list of requested topics. And if anyone else listening out there has a requested topic that you want to do, there's lots of people who, who would love to record a show and uh, browse through the requested topics to see what, uh, what show they can do. So yeah, feel free to add stuff to there. The following day was 1308, helping a new computer user. And this was brilliant. I printed this off. And I actually used it for my own kids because I just assumed it's been so long since I've done computer stuff that I just assumed everybody knows you know knows all this stuff and it was really refreshing to get somebody who has a itemized checklist which you can get on the show notes of exactly what to do to explain to somebody what how a computer works right and we uh, the weekend after that I had the kids go around with their camera and take photographs of you know that uh, on off button you know the one and the zero thing find right. as many of them as they could in the house so they had 20 or 30 different photos I don't know what that says about our house but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of devices yeah you know remote controls and that sort of thing you know uh, mobile phones uh, you know it's on everything even you know dishwashers and, and stuff like that so it's pretty pretty cool the day after was a episode that myself and my wife did um, about uh, human-assisted reproduction, which was uh, which was brilliant. Is what it was. Uh, you guys did a great job. I couldn't turn it off for a moment. Yeah, it was a difficult one to know whether to do. I, I tend not to like to put too much of myself on the internet, but I kind of I kind of blew that there. Anyway, enough about that. Well, yeah, they, there's two things about that. Um, I mean, maybe you don't like to put yourself out. Frankly, you know, I, there are these people that I sort of interact with online in very limited ways. I don't mind learning more about them. That was one of the things. But the other thing is that, uh, you know, this is a, an issue for a lot of people. And I think it's good that you have a discussion about what's involved. Yeah, I think a lot of people... Um assume that you know you can get pregnant one two three like that and uh, you know sometimes it's like that or i've noticed that one we've always been very open about it with our friends and you know colleagues yeah. at work and i've noticed that just as soon as you start talking about it people go oh yeah my sister has has that and uh, you know ex-boyfriend of mine's brother has that you know and yeah yeah anyway it is we had to record it twice actually because the first night we got hit with the uh, famous Zoom hitch to have to press a twice button to record. So That's too that, bad. Yeah, but uh, we recorded it again and went, and went on. The following day was a thirteen ten energy democracy defined, which was um, by Bob Tergilius. Tergilius. Thank you. Thank you. And this show, uh, This Week in Energy, I was not uh, familiar with the show at all and have since subscribed. Very, very interesting show about uh, about energy and the generation of it. What we assume the only way to generate energy is through central, um, uh, you know, central systems. And that's probably not necessarily the case. Yeah, I, I, it was a fascinating episode. I, I have a real interest in... Uh, As do I, uh, so you're still cutting out, Hooker. Sorry. Hmm. All right, I'm not. I'm not sure what I can do at this point. 
Okay, well, we'll continue, continue on. Uh, Modern Inconveniences was uh, Christopher M. Hobbs. Uh-huh. And uh, I also like this because uh, we do quite a lot of this stuff as well ourselves and have found, um, you know, the old traditional um, cleaning products and stuff to work uh, just as well, if not better, than the, the items that we've purchased previously. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So then we had a long-awaited interview by Deep Peak with Bridges. Yes. Birgitta John's daughter, and she is a, uh, a one of the members of the Parliament of Iceland, representing the Pirate Party, and Deep Geek had a great interview with her, along with a, an interesting introduction from Epicanus. So it, uh, <laughs> the whole thing was uh, actually very enjoyable. Yes, I I had listened to the interview already on the on Deep Geek's own feed, but uh, Epicanus is, uh... Yeah, intro was very amusing. I must say, um, I don't know what I find odd about this now is that the the American government went to so much trouble to you know to get this information on their tweets. You know, they could have just rang up the NSA and said, "Guys, you know, we, need, <laughs> we need these tweets." Right. Oh, how I managed my contact by John Culp. Yes, I've had this problem, and um. Again, to go back to what uh, we were saying last week, uh, uh, last month about uh, calendaring being crap, and I know a few people have contacted me about that, and I'm doing a rebuttal episode for them to prove that <laughs> calendaring is indeed crap. Um, short, slightly less crap than calendaring is contact management, but it ain't much better, that's for sure. Right. I, you know, the best I have right now is uh, basically Google, and that leaves a lot to be desired, but. It does at least allow me to have a cross-platform set of data that I can access anywhere. Yeah, again, I will say, you know, we're spending so much time on the really complex, you know, things, and we still haven't got that this sort of calendar, you know, sort of. Yeah. And Frank Bell, our whole regular, with impressions on ma... Magia. Magia. Why, why can't I read that? <laughs> Magia. I like this episode, I must say. I really did. Yeah, uh, and I enjoyed it as well because it, way, way back, the first Linux distro that I uh, used as a desktop, I, mean, I had had some interaction with Red Hat on a server, but my first desktop distro was Mandrake. And Magia is essentially, down the road, the open source fork of that. I must say, he did. A, I like the um, their approach. You know, no desktop, no preference for desktops, and you can you have a go back in and fix option. I kind of like that as a. I'm not saying I'm going to try it or anything, but uh, there you go. The next day, we had LibreOffice zero nine writer looking into paragraph level styles. What do you reckon yep. about this? <laughs> no, I love uh, the show. It's famous. Uh, Again, I, I'm loving this entire series, as you know, because I just sent you a, uh, a paragraph style for um, some uh, font. That was the dyslexic font. Um, you wanted to create a template for the Sonar project. That's the one. That's what I wanted to do, yeah. And I yeah. Still, need to, uh, still need to correct that and send it back to you just for... Uh, just for confirmation. And I also, going through my email, completely forgot to put in the links. Uh, you sent me a list of links, and I completely forgot to put them in. So keep bugging me yeah. to do that, please. Right. Well, the, the, the website is always in the, the show notes. So the link just takes you to a specific page within the website. But it, it's not that hard. Yeah, but it's uh, still uh, nice to have a you know, click yeah. link here. 
So uh, right now uh, I'm getting a little edgy about, you know, i got to get in and start creating some stuff again. So uh, writing and recording will be happening soon. Um, my plan is to do about, I don't know, four, five, six. I don't know how long it'll take to finish up what I want to do with writer for now. I mean, I could do just a things on writer for the next three years probably, but I want to start getting into, I think the next one will be calc. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you were going to say that, too. Yeah, because I, I got some things that, that I can talk about there that I think will be helpful. And, you know, we were talking about helping the new computer user, and that's one of the things that I think about when I'm doing this, uh, is that I don't assume that people know anything about this. So I can start at a really introductory level and then just start building. And Every time I do that, I discover that things that I thought were simple and obvious and everyone knew them, uh, it turns out that there are people who just had never heard that before. Well, today I just spent uh, the best part of five or ten minutes looking for how to do a, how to insert a graph into a calc document. Can you believe that? Because it isn't oh. in the menus anymore. You need to press the button on the, uh, on the, right. on the toolbar. Or maybe well, I'm, I'm just going stupid. I don't know. I well, will. I will cover that. So, graphing is definitely a part of it. Excellent. The next day, we had uh, Mr. Gadgets phoning in. What's in? What is my bag? And I had posted this as "What's in my bag?" And thank, uh, thankfully, Dave uh, Morris, our QED team, uh, got in touch with me to correct it. Uh, I had no idea that this sort of stuff existed, but then again, I uh, am not familiar with the U.S. customs. Seems interesting way of putting a, a bag together. And the following day, we had um, Curtis Adkins, C-Prompt, with what's in my bags, which uh, was very interesting from my point of view because uh, he had a LAN throwing star tap, which is an awesome, awesome device, which I intend to purchase, allowing me to tap into server communications. I usually had a uh, old 10 megabit hub or that sort of thing, but uh, this would do it very, very well. And in addition, it turns out there are healthy people listening to Hacker Public Radio. <laughs> uh, the following day, we had Sons of Man 1 with a show on how he found Linux, going back to... Um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Came through SunSpark, uh, into Unix, uh, got into kind of Slackware, and then was uh, at it from the point of view of um, of networking and, and stuff. So uh, yeah, pretty cool. Then we had uh, Frank Bell, who um, and we discussed last month about uh, Frank gathering information uh, for his presentation, and <laughs> he I felt his pain. He left the he. The, uh, presentation on the printer, so he had to wing it oh. and went back into the uh, to the presentation. But he did a fantastic job. Um, gave far too much credit to myself, but uh, he did a, a very very good job presenting HBR and uh, I mean really got across the uh, the ethos of what we're trying to do here. And uh, he gave me the idea that I'm going to do something similar at my lug in a couple of weeks. We should record it. Uh, let me see if I can. Uh, I have to work out the technology, but yeah, it'd be worth doing, certainly. It's called a Sansa clip, and you put it on your, uh, you put it on to your uh, collar, shirt collar. Good lord, I've got several Sansa clips around here. Uh, I'll figure out how to do that then. Uh, 
Uh, it might be more than just HPR, but uh, that's fine. Um, no, no, just it's, we've had uh, we used to have Dave Yates send in Southern California, uh, South Carolina Linux. South Carolina. Yeah, that's a South Carolina Linux user group meetings, and they hold the record for the longest HPR show, two oh. and a half hours or something. Okay. And then we had a so, new host. We had throwing new down host. the challenge. Yeah, there you go. We had a new host, uh, Jay Rob. Yeah. With uh, how I got into Linux was thirteen twenty, and what's middle school? Oh, middle school in the United States would be roughly grades seven, eight, and nine. What's grades seven, eight, and nine? Oh, let's ages, see. folks. Ages it's is international. Ages. Except for All right, you you're you're asking someone who doesn't have kids. So let me try and do some math in my head. Let's say ages. 12 through 14, roughly. Okay, so like a secondary school, I guess. Well, uh, it sort of falls between primary and secondary. So primary, kindergarten through grade 6, so, you know, like ages 5 to 11 or something like that. Middle school, ages 12 to 14, and then high school, but, you know, 15 through 18, something like that. So you go to a different school for two years for no apparent reason. Uh, you know, it's it's not my business, so I'll say for a reason that I don't fully understand. Gotcha. You foreigners, you're such your funny foreign ways. <laughs> not only that, but we don't use the metric system. No! But thankfully, you've all converted to using ISO 8601 timestamps year, month, day. I'm so glad to hear that. Uh, actually, not many people do. Yeah, we all should. Not I many, do, but... Not many people yeah. do over here either, but yeah convince them. But, yes, a very good show. Looking forward to hearing more. Yep. The following day we had Christopher M. Hobbs with Thoughts in My Bag, and uh, did I just make a comment that I changed his SDF account? That was his second show this month, I think. Must have been. Third. Third? Ooh. Yeah. He did the Freedom Follow-Up and the Modern Inconveniences. Ah, true. And then we had yourself and myself taking over their waves, as you do, talking about yeah. Ohio Linux Fest. How's that going? Give us an update. Although it'll be oh, over by the time people hear this. Uh, it'll be over by the time people hear it, yes, because uh, it is next weekend. So uh, it, it's everything is, is great. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, I'll be heading down to Columbus Thursday afternoon and uh, be there through Sunday. Well, to everybody going to Ohio Linux Fest, I hate you all. I hate you all. Yeah, we love you too. Yeah. I'm not able to go to... Just remember, I don't get to go to Fosdam. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to go to Fosdam either, but uh, we will see. I haven't been to Fosdam. I've planned to go twice and both times. uh, Yeah. Actually, Og Camp is coming up, and I won't get to that one either. Yeah, and it turns out Dave the Snake Morris has told me, no, I won't be going, and then he ended up going down after, going down after all. <laughs> but actually, they, it's amazing the amount of people, I should never go to any of these festivals, facing <laughs> the amount of people who have turned up to do a HBR booth now, there's about four or five different people going to be around. I don't think yeah. anybody walking into the building will be safe, <laughs> there'll be a microphone shoved under their nose. Then the following day we had Community News, which leaves two more shows, which were Porting Mega Happy Sprite to Windows. Again, of course, one would, uh, one's developing code, one would, of course, use cross compilers to cross compile it, so it would run on Windows. 
sometimes I think Sigflow is operating in a completely different league to, to where I am. Oh, in my case, there's no doubt at all. Yes. I love uh, listening to it, thinking, boy, what would it be like if I actually understood all of this? I was actually thinking that, that was, that's kind of cool because uh, there are some things I do in work where you know I could compile them and uh, you know I could get them onto Windows and save me all that hassle. So it might actually be interesting. So that one, at least, I was thinking, yeah, cool. I might actually, I might actually yeah. use that. And then paragraph styles in templates, very apropos for yep. me again. So let's see what's on the roster for the coming month. We have scheduled uh, currently, uh, let's see, we have uh, Programming in S uh, Languages 3 by uh, Garjola. As C has been just released, which is a nice, nice introduction to C. A Tale of Change Route by NY Bill. Jingles uh, by Stitch, who's one of the uh, organizers of OHM 2013, who let us set up our boots, sent him some jingles. An Introduction uh, slash How I Got Into uh, Linux by Matt McGrath, Geek Dad. Open Source Mental Illness with an interview we did last month. Uh, after last month's show, um, Dave was saying, he mentioned that there was a chap doing Open Source Mental uh, in this talk around some of the press, so I just fired them off an email and we got a, a nice interview coming in. You're bringing up with some uh, one, two, three uh, LibreOffice things. We've got the Rosetta Dream by Julian Niveau, Overdrive by Sigpluck, which will be episode 1337. Lease. Sigpluck is Lease. How, how apt is that, folks? How apt I is that? think it, there is no one who is more deserving. We, I had just sent the discussion out on the on the mailing list that you know the last um, that episode was available because Stank Dog uh, mentioned yeah oh I see uh, episode one three three seven is available and then um, as I checked I had just sent send and then I checked the logs uh, on the server on the VPS to see whether there was new shows in and she had just uploaded it with the next available slot and that of course was thirteen thirty seven so I personally think. Fate has done a far better, uh, far better job of picking the most least, uh, most least uh, person on HBR. And and the whole point of our new scheduling thing is that it's just whoever signs up signs up. So yeah, nobody can argue. Right, just it. as well you didn't try and put your thumb on the scales. I was wondering why in my bill wanted this on. He had specifically put thirteen thirty eight. Most people just say next available slot. And uh, I completely missed it, so I uh, I just put it. The, he asked me then to move it, or mentioned that it should be moved to thirteen thirty eight. So I did, um, and uh, then it hit me. Oh yeah, he was leaving thirteen thirty seven available. So yeah. that was cool. Yep. Uh, and pump pies and my bill. Uh, another episode. Uh, Legacy uh, technology. My Victor Victrola. Victrola. I saw the photos for this. Obviously, as everybody knows or should know by now, I don't listen to the shows until they're released. It's a thing. And um, this one looks nice, actually. Then the next episode will be Out and About at OHGM 2013. And I recorded a mad amount of interviews, which I completely forgot I had recorded because of the heat. So they'll be released there. We have Talk Geek to Me newscast coming back. Uh, the following Monday, Power Tool Drag Racing, phoned in by Mr. Gadgets. Uh, again, I don't listen to these, so I have no idea. He now sends show links to show notes, so I put those in, and then I generally edit the show notes afterwards. Um, too Clever for Your Own Good, uh, Landier, help. Too Clever for Your Own Good by 
Lane Deer? Or Lane Deer? Oh, yes. This is a nice episode. I like this one. Um, the next day is a filming a dinosaur egg hatching uh, requested by Peter64. And uh, it's uh, my son and myself. Uh, he actually hosts, speaks in the podcast. And then oh. you. And then how to properly evaluate, evangelize Linux or why I use Linux as my daily driver by Riley Galwix. Thank you. And Linux Jazz number four by Briar Man, who's making a welcome return. Then we have uh, the last one so far is Melissa Duprest helps me with my auto, audio compression by John Kirby. So that's what's in the queue. It's a good queue. And um, I will also mention for people who are fans of Dan Washko's uh, Linux in the Shell, I was talking to Dan the other day. Um, and I think, like a lot of people, summer comes and, you know, he's involved with family stuff. But he said he's going to get back and record some more shows. I am absolutely very happy to hear that. And I didn't doubt it for a minute. Uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of fans, and you and I are among them, of uh, Dan's series. They're going to be looking forward to that. Yes, yes, I am. And I actually refer an amazing amount of people to those episodes, if you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. So I did, I'll put some stats in the show notes. I mean, basically on the mailing list, we only uh, really had two items. It's been quite enough. Basically, everybody going to Amcamp except Ken, and I hate them all with equal amount. <laughs> and, uh, they better give me some stickers or something. And, and, uh, and uh, they, there was a discussion about um, HBR episodes uh, with code is okay as far as uh, the listening community is concerned. Because last mm -hmm. month we had the question, uh, Dave and I, you know, about whether people were following along i guess and uh, so people seem to like it and it seems to be something that uh, is possible to do on the airways and if anyone needs a soundboard to discuss stuff with um uh, nido media has offered himself as a soundboard platform so i was asked by one of the uh, listeners to um hbr or one of the contributors to hbr to get some statistics on the amount of shows that we have released over the years. So I did a Python, a Perl script, as you do, and uh, I was able to go through the uh, log files. Now, I it's very difficult to know what is going on with the log files because uh, some IP addresses download several episodes of the, several of the same episodes in the one day, several episodes one day, then we'll download them again. So what I did was uh, I said... We will normalize it down to any particular IP address downloading any particular episode in any particular day. That seems mm -hmm. reasonable. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. It's not like we're trying to sell this to advertisers. No, not at all. Uh, and we would do impressions if we were, but anyway. So I put some stats in the show notes, and uh, I also put in the uh, Q-status as it looks now, the graph. So we had the fall, and then after the summer we had a nice build-up. And now we're having a gradual uh, fade down as well. And that tends to happen. And then what tends to happen is we, after the summer period, like there's this big summer lull, then we get quite a lot of shows in nothing like this. We've never had 30, we almost had, we had 34 shows in the queue this month. We've never had that before, ever. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, 
normally tapers off a little, uh, tapers down, and then people, you know, the autumn comes in, people have more time, or the fall, as you guys say, or the spring, yeah. as uh, for Peter 64 living on the wrong side of the world. And uh, people have more time to record shows and stuff, so uh, it, I think we're over the worst of it. But it's it's interesting to be keeping track of this stuff. Right. So that's in the show notes. So the summary of the stats, as I can make them out, and there's a Tarfal um, report.bz2. If you uh, just want to download that and run Tarf, you get this raw information yourself, and you can do cool graphs. I would be impressed. So the project itself started seven years, six months, 22 days ago. That's on the 10th of the 10th, uh, 2005. So next month, next month will be our eight-year anniversary. And we were named HPR on um, uh, 2013-04-28. So we have a total of uh, 1,685 shows. Um, we have had 200 HPR hosts. And the next free slot is in 25 days. There are yeah. 13 shows in the queue. Uh, 13 hosts in the queue and 22 shows in the queue. So um, that's quite healthy, I think. The were... 86,109 downloads in August, so that's an average of 2,620 um, downloads. So if we work out back to the start of this project, that would be 7,567,791 individual hits, which I think is pretty impressive, really. A couple of things. Uh, First of all, the, the line about when it was renamed HPR, uh, yep. you might want to take a look at that year again, because I'm guessing that didn't happen in 2013. You're quite right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. But, you know, the other thing looking at that, that jumps out at me uh, as someone who is a host and records these programs is, uh, is you, I sometimes get the impression I'm like doing this for 20 people because 20 people is about how many I interact with. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. And then it's like, oh, actually, it's like 2,000. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's... There's a lot of people out there who like these shows, even though they they may not write, they may not call, um, you know, they don't come on to the community news each month, but uh, they like the shows. Yeah, and um, what's, what's interesting is they... Uh is the build-up for a particular show. I put the stats in, um, you know, the number of downloads per um, per day that we have. And mm-hmm. it's about, and I, right next to that, on that particular day, the amount in total that that show has, has had. So obviously yeah. the newer show at the end of the month has a lot less hits than the one that's been released at the beginning of the month. So uh, shows that have just been released get about, you know, 12, 1300 downloads straight away. But by the end of the month, they've got 2,000 downloads. But what's even more funny, or interesting, I think, is that over any particular day, you see that there's almost double the downloads. People are downloading the regular show, but we have people downloading older shows, you know, shows from God knows when. Going back to episode one, downloading, it's, it's, yeah, it's cool, pretty much. The longer longer your show goes up, they might hit four or 5,000 hits, you know? Oh, exactly. And, uh, you know, you would ask me to give you the URLs for the pages on my website that correspond to the shows. And 
while I was doing that, I was also putting on those pages, here's the link to the Hacker Public Radio episode. So someone will stumble across my website, say, oh, there's an audio that goes with this. And that might be three years from now, but they'll click on it and download it. And that does and that does happen. You see, occasionally I see spikes and I go, oh, we've been attacked or something. But somebody has just subscribed and has pulled down all the episodes and... You know, God love them who won't see them for reasons because they're, <laughs> they're listening to the uh, to the whole shows. But yeah, it's uh, yeah a thousand I, episodes. Yeah, but you know, put put that into perspective. How many people do you expect to be at the uh, Ohio Linux Fest this month? Oh, uh, eight hundred to a thousand. So, like, somebody on their on their first day recording a show is speaking to every single participant and more that will be going to the Ohio Linux Fest. Right. Yeah, it's uh, and then double that, and then you hit the amount of entire people who who go to all the Linux fests over the entire lifetime of your show. So sure. Pretty, pretty cool. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it's wonderful. I mean, we're probably not the biggest, um, you know, tech or whatever podcast out there, but uh, respectable audience, and it seems yeah. fairly constant. These aren't now RSS hits. These are these are actual downloads of the uh, MP3 mm-hmm. AUG and speaks well. So pretty cool. Yeah. So average daily download of 2,620 shows this month, based on this month. Right. Okay. Well, the last thing I wanted to mention was um, uh, there was a, a request about how we, if you go to the host page, mm-hmm. then there's some of the hosts have got pictures on there. Right. And I'm just clicking that now. And that's actually done via Gravatar. So if you've got, uh, if your email address is registered at Gravatar, which are a fairly open company and they seem to be not, I think they're affiliated to WordPress in some way. Um, so if you upload your avatar there, any of the websites that um, run a plugin can go to their site with a hash of, it's actually an MD5 hash of your email address. And then they will see if they've got that online and they'll put in the picture. Mm-hmm. So that's all very well. Two things about that is, uh, number one, is from a privacy point of view, I'm not really happy with that because it means every single time you're, you go to that website, somebody is, you're making a, a request to Gravatar directly as opposed to getting pulling that image from HPR, which means theoretically you could be tracked. So what I want to do is run a script um, on a daily basis that will go out from HPR, gather all the images, and then have the images locally, and then uh, serve them up locally. So that way, uh, when you get the image, it'll come uh, from HPR, and then they won't... I don't... Not for a moment saying that they are tracking you in any way, shape, or form, but um, that that privacy concern will be eliminated. But then that got me thinking about the host page in general. Right. Uh, currently, we have just the name of the host, their host ID, and the website and email address, and then you know the number of episodes they've done and that sort of thing. Um, but we could probably do a little bit better there. I think you know, instant messenger sure. have the option to put their own photo up, a little bit of summary about themselves, you know, kind of little homepage if you like. One thing I definitely want to have in there is their email key. And if there was only somebody in the HPR community who would have an email show on how to uh, set up GPG or something like that, I would seriously appreciate it. Uh, well, interestingly enough, I've been thinking about doing one. So then, yeah, that would be... I will, uh, 
That would if, be a very if no good one beats one. me to it, I will probably do it in the next few weeks. I, uh, to be honest, Tahuka, regardless of whether anyone beats you to it, uh, feel free to everybody. Sh- you feel free to do your show, and if somebody else does a show from a different point of view, it's all the better. The more shows we have on this, given right. the current um, climate for this, that, and the other uh, monitoring that's going on, uh, it's probably no harm. And I was also thinking that it might be a good way, if we had the people's public keys, we could then verify if um, the show or the comments or their updates were from that person. And then it would probably be possible for them to email then an update that is signed, and then we would know it is from them, and then that would allow them to edit the web page. Yeah. Send in an edit for the web page, as they would be a trusted individual, if you know what I mean. Right. Do you know where I'm going with this? Uh, I... Getting a sense of it. Well, the host page should be edited by the host, obviously. Right. But I don't want to be maintaining a whole database of yet another website where you keep your... You have to log in, and there's accounts, and there's passwords, and that just introduces a whole gold mess. Right. But if somebody uh, who is... If you, for example, have a key, a private key or a public key via this email, um, via... GPG or whatever, then it should be possible to um, encrypt and or sign a message saying this is definitely from you. I will be able to verify that this is from you and then go, okay, well, if this is from you, I trust you, so therefore I will replace the text on your website with this website or I will allow you in to edit just this piece of the website. Okay, makes sense. Okay, if anyone has any ideas about that, we can, of course, feel free to contact me. Sure. Um, I that sounds like fun. I don't have anything else, Kevin. I'll uh, yeah. just want to wish you all the best of luck next week. Well, thank you. Thank you. I will I will come home exhausted on Sunday. Yeah, and I uh, look forward to hearing about it on the, the Linux X Tech Show afterwards. Uh, possibly there, and I'll probably get on Linux for the rest of us as well with Door to Door Geek. Uh, excellent. Give him my best and say I still love him despite his attitude and security. He'll know what oh. that means. Okay, okay. I don't. I um I sent him in some feedback uh, about uh, his attitude to security. So he, uh, in true right back at you, babe, fashion, he said, "Okay, but this wouldn't that be a great show to do on HBR?" <laughs> ah, damn you, damn you! Call it my own game. So yes, uh-huh. I'll. I have two more shows now to do this month. Okay, yep. with that, that's great. Show. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good, Ken. Okay, tune in, folks, tomorrow for another exciting episode of... Hacker Public Radio! Join us now and share the software. You'll be free. Okay, my wife's looking at me funny. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All BinRef projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. 
unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.